It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. It's December 4th, 2019. Yachtly Crew is playing for um, a company called The Warehouse, and they had something to do with inventing Pokemon Go. What's interesting is my uh, buddy, Spencer, who submitted a film through Kapow, didn't realize worked for this place. And he, he, he went up to him the other day and he said, hey, what about hiring Yachtly Crew for our holiday party? And they said, how the heck did you know that we hired Yachtly Crew? And he said, I didn't. They said, well, we hired those guys. And he goes, oh, my gosh, my friend is in that band. So I ended up finding out about that. How crazy is that? So we're playing that party today out there in Marina Del Rey. <clears throat> Marina Del Rey is where we first took our first photos of Yachtly Crew. And I'm waiting right now for Philly Ocean to come pick me up. He's picking me up, taking me out there. And uh, the loading time, I believe, if I screenshotted it correctly, uh, it is, what do we got, 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 huh, 3 p.m., we got to load in 3 p.m., so, oh, hey, so we're, uh, yeah, we're loading in 3 p.m., and uh, I think we're playing at 8. So sometimes it takes a little bit of time for us to break down, put the things uh, in order, and then do the sound check, all that razzmatazz, all that razzmatazz. There's a, there's a uh, chair sitting out here in front of the building, just sitting here. Uh just waiting like it looks like it, it wants me to sit sit down there with it I'm contemplating I think I'm gonna shoot it uh, I'm gonna take video of this thing I'm compelled I gotta do this I gotta do this before it disappears um, oh yeah but uh, heck let's let's see if I could do this at the same time let's let's see if I could do this at the same time I, I might as well give it a try uh yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta do this before he, he he picks me up. Let's try this. Let's try this. Here's your fun fact. The world-famous Hollywood sign was put in place in 1923 by a real estate developer. Originally meant to stay in place for only 18 months to advertise properties, it originally read Hollywood Land. The sign remained in place long after it was intended to, and in 1949, the word land was removed. Stay tuned for to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Okay, so I just shot the chair. Um, this footage will be used for the future. I'm starting to gather footage that people are just sending me of their own uh, findings, and uh, these I'm going to just start putting all this stuff into my own creations. There we go. There it is. Found poetry, baby.
found poetry to the max. To the max. So this is my idea. Jenny, Jennifer Shendenon, Jenny Clendenin, a.k.a. Jennifer Shendenin, my sister, my soul sister, my uh, birth sister, uh, butterfly sister. She's a butterfly. Also a mermaid. She's a mermaid butterfly. That's my sister. She gave me you can see the documentation, what we did with it. You can actually go to Instagram.com slash Projecto. You can actually see what we did with what she gave me, which is this. It's a new notebook for ideas. She gave me three pens. She gave me some markers. And I said, okay, you know what? This was for my birthday, November 24th. The day after Fibonacci sequence. How cool is that? Fibonacci sequence starts one, one, two, three. I'm the next day. Bamzo. Bamzo. It's interesting because I grew up on 321 Arrowhead Trail. 321 Arrowhead. So anytime I saw 321 anything, I immediately thought of home. 321. The running time for Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid is 42 seconds and 31 seconds. Four, 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 three, two, one. 43 minutes and 21 seconds. There we go. Four, three, two, one. How crazy is that? Arrowhead. There we go. Three, two, one. Arrowhead. When I think of Arrowhead, I'm thinking of pew, three, two, one. Bam. We fire away. Well, guess what? I'm also a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius have arrows. Centaurs. I'm a centaur. It's interesting. My name, Kurt, is in the word centaur, if I think about it. C-E-N-T-A-U-R. C-U-R-T, isn't it? Centaur. What if my full name is Centaur? And then shortened it to Kurt. Ooh. Centaur. Ooh. Okay, I think you guys are now witnessing the birth of a brand new alter ego. Centaur. Ooh. Centaur. That is good. Centaur. Wow, that's good. It's crazy because then my name is in, in it. Centaur. Bam. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Cent, like century, century, centaur. Do they live to be, do they, are they hun- known to be living hundreds of years old? Centaur. Centaur. Wow, man. Centaur. Wow, there you go. All right, cool. Well, we'll, we'll be using that. Uh, so I got this notebook now. I've decided I'm going to bring this with me where I go. I'm going to use this in conjunction with my Within Sprout Projecto podcast. As many of you know, as some of you are just tired of hearing me say, but it's always a bear's worth repeating because it, it might, maybe, you're, maybe you'll feel encouraged to do the same. My, uh, this podcast, what you're listening to here is, of course, my journal, my diary, my, my thoughts, uh, the things that are striking my antenna, bleep, blap, blooping my antenna at that very moment and what I'm putting down, putting down on the page. The page here is you. You are the cauldron. I'm stirring the ingredients in the cosmic soup. I'm stirring it up, stirring it up. And you're the ones. We're all involved here. Isn't that crazy? We're co-creating this experience. Number one, because you chose to tune into this for, for whatever reason. Something blipped your antenna, uh, made you follow your calling, and decided to tune into this thing. And go, hey, what the heck's going on here? 
And then, uh, wait, is this, is this Philly Ocean? I think I see, no, that's not Philly Ocean, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, Philly Ocean's here. We'll talk more later. I got to load this in, but man, we will talk to you more later. All right, more later. So uh, I discovered recently that the Furbies are coming back in style. They've changed the eyes a little bit. So they're now um, just like LED, uh, kind of like pixels on like a little digital screen instead of the, the actual like plastic eyeballs opening and closing. And uh, apparently they're, they're in, including it with like an app. And so they're bringing back the Furby. And so my prediction is that there's going to be a Furby movie. I don't think we've ever seen something like that. Hey, hey what's up? How are you? So yeah, that's my idea. Oh, so seven oh six. Since this, from this point on to eight oh six. So between now and eight oh six. Try to remember every occurrence. Like the one that just happened. What was the one that just happened? I switched on your phone. Yes, 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 yes. Because we're we're talking about some cosmic. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into Inspirado Projecto. Inspirado Projecto. That ended good. <laughs> that ended good. We landed that one. It's all about the end. It, it really <laughs> is. It really is. We, we, we landed we, it. We landed it. Curse pluses. Curse splat. Now, you had that insynchronistic moment. You were th- talking to your student about this Super Mario Kart song that he was learning on, on the saxophone. That's the uh, Mario You're talking about this. Yeah. You walk out into the piano and sitting on He's top like, of the piano. He's like, I want to hear this lick over the chord changes. So uh, I had to go to the piano and figure out the chords first of all and then you plunk go, it out. You could actually go to the piano and figure out the chords? Simple jazz chords, yeah. There's like two five one chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle of fourths, you know. Yes, circle uh, of fourths. Uh, actually, Stoney likes to call it the circle of fifths. It's oh, yeah. But it's the circle of fifths. Or diminished sixths. Yeah. Um, so we go to the piano to play the chords, and I forgot I had a Nintendo Wii oh. in college, and oh. sitting on top of my piano is Mario Kart 8, the very song we're transcribing the oh jazz lick from. Yeah. On my piano. This kid's like a junior in high school. So it's exciting to me to think about all those little elements that had to fall into place in order for those specific moments to match up, and then hear, you know hear you were talking about it. Synchronicity, synchronicity, baby, <laughs> synchronicity. And what's so cool is the fact that we've had the band Synchronicity opening up for us. I mean, that's been exploding my brain, uh, dude. Very synchronous. Synchrononious. Basically, it just happened, up. dude. Yeah. There's a reason that happened. And it's we, we are the only... I love the fact that there are like our little secret weapon because this is only their, that was only their second show. And, and that was the second it. time we had them play. And, they and they man, they, they are so good. Our crowd, our crowd oh. loves them. Everyone, oh, my God. Yeah, everyone's Ooh, commenting they, how yeah. great they, they are. They really massage their brains. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Maybe we shouldn't have these guys up front. I know. <laughs> well, you know, we could have like a, our own little mini festival. I'm imagining Twisted Gypsy um, because they they have a wonderful following, and I love those guys. We get Synchronicity on there. Tape, I think, is is pretty cool. They've been along with us on a couple times on, no, on tape's not, Oh, there's tapes. No, tape. We can't do tape. No, not tape. But we'll do. We could do Synchronicity and right, Twisted right. Gypsy and sell out a theater. Yeah. What about uh, well, and also the Elvis? Uh, band the the uh, junk. Junkyard Bay, or what are they called? God, I can't believe Swamp Rock. Oh yeah, Swamp Rock. Those guys, I think they they're awesome too. 
And by the way, we were playing the Ventura Theater. Did you see that? Yeah, that's in 2020. Oh, my yeah, god! We are playing the Ventura Theater. No Discovery Zone. We're playing Whoa, where man. the big boys play. <laughs> Incredible. That's book. Wow. That's in, when is that? What's March that called? Wait, what's that called? Like February or March. What's it called? 20th. The Ventura what? It's you know? the Majestic March, Theater. Oh, the Majestic March, Theater. March 20th. Something Whoa, like man. That. The Majestic Theater. Majestic. That's a big, that's a big place where you have to promote heavy. Everyone promote. Heavy. Everyone. Heavy, petty. And how, how cool is it? We have these awesome themes that just keep popping up. I mean, majestic. What a great word. You know, that's magical. And fantastic. Mixed into one. At the same time. At the same time. Majestic. <laughs> Synchronicity. Magical and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Synchronicity. Synchromonium. <laughs> It's just incredible because we keep surrounding ourselves with these wonderful positive vibes, and it's oh, like. Do you remember what happens in seven oh six? Okay. Between seven oh six and now. Right. So, at seven oh six, we were talking about the synchronicity they have. Yeah, we we're talking about trying to yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. Everything and then seeing how the things that we create now evolve into the future, yes. and how those. So where are you know, we now? Domino effects. Seven fifteen. Someone from Egypt was on our website. Whoa! Look at this. Could you imagine us? We play in the pyramids. Let's talk about all the different. Yeah, let's talk about. Oh yeah, let's do the last hour. I love this. Okay, we had Riverside, L.A., Chicago, Illinois. Oh my God! Paris, California. Chula Vista. Whoa, man. Quail Valley. I don't know where that's at. Whoa, man. Wait, is it Paris and France? Granada Hills. That's where I live. Oh, that's. Uh, San Francisco, San Diego. Egypt. Oh, wait, hold on. Egypt. Egypt. Imagine that, dude. We play in front of the Sphinx. Oh, my <laughs> God. That'd be great. Oh, my God, dude. Anaheim, Irvine, Whittier. Whoa, man. Agora Hills. And this is all within the two hours. This has been oh, like my 75 God. people. I love this. These, I, I love this. Because it notifies me. It, my Who phone, else? What, what other my far phone, places? I mean, Egypt. YouTube? Where else my is this? My phone notifies I mean, me when somebody's on the website. How does someone from oh, Egypt website. find it? See that? As soon as how they log on the website, it? it tells me. Because if I want to go chat with that person, I can't. But I, I don't. I just use it to see who's so on the So how website. interesting is it that there's someone out there in Egypt who... How did they come across it? I have no idea. But there's somehow no they came across... No one has yachts in Egypt. There's no yachts in Egypt. Look at this. Okay, here we go. Who else? Yorba Linda, Los Angeles, Sherman Oaks, Roland Yorba Heights, Linda, my blue. Lake Elsinore, uh, Manhattan Beach, Hawthorne, Woodland Hills, Whoa, dude. Irvine, Website Stats, Agora Hills, Los Angeles, India. I don't know who the what? fuck that is. Egypt and India. Tonight. We're going, LA, to, tour. We're going to tour in LA, India. Sacramento. Yes. And in front and of the Egypt. pyramids. Cerritos. Los yes. Angeles. San Marcos. Manhattan Beach. Pyramids. New York. Santa Monica. This is all in the last couple hours. Dude, this is... Wow. This band is going to take us to all the places we've ever wanted to visit. You know? So much of the stuff that we've talked about that we've imagined so far has come to place. And it's so crazy because it's like we just keep feeding the imagination. Look how this stuff is evolving. I mean, it's at a rapid pace. It's crazy. The word of mouth is ridiculous. It's and all word the people, of mouth, dude. Oh, my That's God. And all the people who, who meet each other at these shows, they love hanging out with each other. And then they become friends. And it's, man, I love seeing how then they become friends on Instagram, Facebook, all the social networks. People have such a good time in our shows. They do. That... You know, they want they want to tell all their friends you gotta go. This yeah. is a great time. We'll have it's fun. a blissful experience. It's We're a valuable. We're gonna have a good time if we all go together. 
put our and then an extra hats. good time by yeah by dressing up and having a lot of drinks. Oh, I can't wait to see the kind of crazy dresses that's going to yeah. all the dress ups tonight. A lot of people, uh, the 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 uh, oh gosh, what's her name? The gal in there, Jeanette, I think yeah. that's her name. She was saying that so many of these people have planned specifically what kind of what they're going to be wearing tonight. <laughs> that's so cool. Like, think about it, man. How cool that is that each and every single one of these people have decided to go out and get their particular costumes and whatnot to then contribute to our show. Wow. How fun is that? We're creating little cultures. We're creating a little utopian society with us. We're creating utopian society. It's weird, dude. It's weird. The website gets so much traffic. We should. It's like Grateful Dead. It's like Grateful Dead or Burning Man. You know, it's like one of those kinds of things. How do we get into that selling? I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna sell advertising. I'm gonna sell it to like fucking. uh, You sell it to uh, like to uh, what's his face? The guy from Player, Peter Beckett. So. So the more hits you get, the more you can money. You say, Peter Beckett's got a new album. We'll put a little ad there, and we'll, we'll charge him money Ooh. to keep it up there because we get so much traffic. Ooh, he would be a part of our festival, True. too. Why not? Yeah. I think it would be great. I mean, we all get his buddies a lot of traffic, and Elliot Lurie. I mean, oh, my it's God. all day, every Ooh, day. Michael Saltz gets Ringo Starr, dude. Right. Could you imagine we put together our own dream band? Did you, did you have to turn off the notifications? Oh, I like how you think, Stony Shores. Greg Robinson on keys. Uh, freaking Angela Moore, dude! We tap all these people that are just so so. You know what we do is you know what it becomes so easy. It's like this: who is receptive, who wants to play, who lets do it. That's all they're take. All that's all it takes, really. It's like who's responsive, who likes the idea, who wants to play together. Let's do it, and it just becomes an easy, natural thing. One, you know, it's like. I love it. It feels so good when that happens. I like to. Go, I would. Like I'm reading to go that, to uh, that that book called Ensemble. It's about Chicago theater. I think I've been telling you about it. I'm so obsessed with this book. It's so kick-ass because it talks all about yes and improvisation, all the importances of like diving into the same imaginative spirit and just growing it and growing it and to, to such an unapologetic uh, event uh, extent that you're you're accepting this into it and then go what can we create together with this and it becomes the smoothie and uh it's it's beautiful when that happens because then you feed each other and it becomes this beautiful precipitation it just keeps going what totally. if this what if that what if this what if, this? What if that that's imp- that's improv jazz that's what's so beautiful yeah. about that they can each sense where they can kind of extend and it's like okay now now you go and like, zhub, zhub. oh yeah oh yeah i like that zhub, zhub, zhub. and and each person give and takes all of each other yeah Yeah. and they all give and take and it becomes this playful thing like oh yeah boop you know now it's your turn oh yeah oh yeah oh me too now you know (laughs) i like how you equated that to to volleyball and hacky yeah absolutely both if you and radio land could see uh stony shores i'm sorry uh inspirato projecto uh doing these um air sports moves he was doing it awesome yeah it looked like a a hippie nerdy flip kick or whatever you call it in in, uh hacky sack oh yeah yeah to uh uh, bump set oh no yeah it was volleyball right oh Oh, yeah it was like basketball yeah yeah mixed also with a little bit of soccer too you threw it there's a hacky sack and then a junk i mentioned a goal getting right in there so what's so crazy is like that's what jazz is, you know. That's what all this stuff that you've been you've been playing along. It's someone trying to figure out how to find a little groove inside of what's happening already. You know how to go, you know how to get in there, <laughs> and then it becomes it's like an R two unit, and it's so cool because it's like by having that riff that riffraff. I mean that's just like with the kind of analogy I get in my brain is like those those birds that are in 
that are all together in a flock and they all go and they'll move together and it's so interesting because like when you see that happen it's just this fascinating thing because it's like who's who's leading it well they're all leading it they're all just going to oh let's go this way oh yeah oh let's go there ooh, yep, yep. and they all kind of take little cues off each other oh god it's so fun it's so fun so so i would say like to anyone who wants to see yachtly crucial and appreciates the imp- the playfulness and improvisation there's so much that that's going on and depending on what you're standing there's no bad seat in the house because you're always going to catch a new thing that someone else who's sitting yes. in a different spot is not going to catch exactly. you're going to see so many little inside jokes happen up on stage that you'll see between these guys over here that if you stand on the other side of the stage yeah. the other night you'll see a whole another little thing going on me and philly were joking about that on the way here and just thinking like even if you stand in front yeah, you'll see a certain amount of things, but when you're far away, you can see a lot more of what's happening up there. So there's never a bad, never a bad seat because you, you know, uh, allow yourself to try all perspectives. You know, people are, are pretty malleable out there in the audience, which is so great. We're we're building a, a, that mobile utopian society, and man, it's so much fun because like when we when we do this sort of jazz that's happening up on stage. And then the audience gives it back to us. It becomes this like crazy, this whole awesome thing. And now look look what's happening now with like, so you being a teacher and you're teaching all these students this stuff. And now these students are like, you know, when they can see you at concerts in the park and they're like, whoa. And they see like what you're doing out there and you pop up in the audience. I mean, what kind of feedback have you heard from these guys? Oh, they're just, um, they're always bringing up YouTube videos. Uh, It's funny because I don't advertise it that much in class. But kids' parents will go to our shows, and oh then they'll, they'll be, hey, you should see this great sax player. Oh and they'll be gosh. like, that's my teacher. No and way, dude. They're like, hey, my mom, she showed me this video. And they'll bring it to class and show it to me, and their minds are blown. They're like, dude, so that's it's, you? You're Pauly Shores? No way. And then they'll show up to class with the captain's hats. Dude, so you're totally a superhero. You're to, totally a yeah. superhero. So you're, you're not advertising the fact that, you know, Clark Kent is right. Superman. Right. But the parents are going, Superman is, out. I think yeah. that's Clark Kent. And then all of a sudden, bam! Then it, it reverberates its way back. Yeah. Oh my god, this is crazy, dude! So how do these how do these family how do these like parents hear about about the shows? Their friends tell them and take them to shows. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, they is hear about uh, it through other people, and they're like, oh, they're always telling them they got to get out and check out the show. It's amazing, and then more people find out that. So what's like the my, my son is uh, in kindergarten? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a five-year-old yeah, yeah. at at the local uh, kindergarten. Yes, and uh, my wife is volunteering in the classroom, and uh, the teacher one Wednesday afternoon, the teacher uh, is having a conversation with my wife, and she's like, and maybe we can you all, know, um, all the other kids' parents are talking, and." They realized that Maceo's dad is Polly Shores from Yachtly oh Crew, oh and this like huge, dude. like following my kids, dude. my kids kindergarten. Dude, they're like, oh, Maceo. I don't know if his teacher gives him special treatment, oh but God. I sure hope he does oh it because he deserves like royalty, right? This, no, it's, it's yeah, like, it's like a, it's yeah. like a, one of the children of like King Charles. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. I'm sure she's a great, very, uh, <laughs> she's a very, uh, oh God, uh, you know, dude. good. Uh, balanced, uh, fair teacher. Has she seen you play so, before? No, she just heard. I don't think she's been to a show. She will be at a yeah. show, and then all of a sudden, that perspective is yeah. going to offer in a whole brand new. So we kind donated of stuff. Uh, Yachtly Crew. The band donated a, a signed guitar and uh, swag oh. hats, including captains hats, to the uh, big PTA fundraiser they had at the beginning of the year and auctioned it off. I don't know how much money it won, but 
the school got some uh, we you got to uh, find that out because you know what? That's perfect press for Yachtly Crew. Yeah. Because that's something fun that's that could be posted up there and go be like, bam! You know? Hills, elementary school, um, Spring Fling. I can't remember what it was called. No, the Fall Fair or the Fall well, I think Festival. some of the extraordinary stuff about this is the fact that this extends beyond, like, this is an all-in-company, all-generational kind of thing. This yeah. is the good old music that used to be around and now we're going, here we are. We're bringing it back into this. Yeah. And, and, and what's so crazy is like, the youth is being able to see this stuff happen, you know, and you're teaching them at a direct like level yeah. about how to yeah. do this music. Yeah, now all of a sudden you're out there entertaining their parents and then it's coming back to you. And so it's like, it, and, and now this, this, wow. this new generation is learning about this great music out there and they're taking it as a challenge to, dude, it's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. Do you find a lot of your students are like trying to like mock you in the, in the uh, yeah, songs that they're- on chairs. They, they say, hey, I'm Mr. Pate, and they stand up on their chair what, and they play their which, instruments. Which, which uh, song do they try to do most? Oh, they all do Careless Whisper. Every single one of them. Did My any sixth of them... graders, before I teach them a lesson, they all come to me the next day of class saying, Mr. Pate, look what I learned how to play. They'll try. Some will get it. Like Some get it quicker than others. Oh, my God, dude. This I mean, it's insane. only like seven or eight different yeah, notes, but it's yeah. a really hard high part of the saxophone. They try to hit oh that high note. Oh my god! It's so amazing, dude. Yeah, it's changing that, the culture. That could be a fun thing, for for you to have the kids, all of them who want to learn. You have an open, you know, learn this song day, yeah. and so then you perform that live at a concert at some point. I think oh, that would yeah. be pretty cool. I think that would be phenomenal. We did Careless Whisper in the concert last last oh spring. Careless Whisper, Africa. How many How many um, of your students were in in the uh, audience? Making the show better. The students. Oh no! They were their parents have seen our shows. Were, were like like in any let's say the concerts in the parks. Let's say uh, how many times have you seen students where it's like whoa, you know, uh, like the holy ones cow? That see me! Everybody's asking us to play "See Me" again, but we haven't been to see, back to see me in a while. So when we're out there, I see a lot of parents. You see a lot of the families out there. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Is that cool play? to like see them bringing along then their friends and their yeah, neighbors and stuff? Yeah, we did the Moorpark concert in the parks. We did the See Me concert in the parks. It was like <laughs> I mean, so many of my friends and family were there. It was oh my so, god! So cool! Oh my god! So they just kept gathering everybody cool who. Then. Yeah. It's like, come on in. You know, this is something you'd like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! How many people in your community do you figure at this point know about Yachtly Crew? A few hundred. Yeah, and, and I'm just sh- sure it, it'll continue to grow because imagine how many of those people will have friends or family or neighbors who are in happen to be in town during a show and it's like, oh my God, you're in town. Oh yeah, come on over here. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're in town from freaking. Yeah, I don't know. Sold out for like the dude the the 14th month in a row. Do you remember when? came and auditioned for us. Yeah, I and remember. He jumped on the couch. He jumped on the couch. <laughs> That's what we knew for sure. This is the guy. This is the man for the job. Who like, this guy's is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't he jumped into the imaginary o- audience. Yeah, he jumped yeah. into the imaginary audience. That's what I was imagining. Because he was like, you said Cohiti told you that these guys want a crazy guy running around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kind right. of. Yeah. That's right, yeah. He set me up for it. Yeah. I love it. Guy, man. Oh, my God. You guys. Hey man, he's got a Grammy, so fuck. Yeah. He did. He did the right thing. You made the right wow. move. That's yeah. when you follow your heart, and uh, it 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 will you usually know lead you in the right place. Like, oh, he sees it. He sees it. He sees it. He's fine. Damn, I that would have been fine. Yeah, but, but I'll just sit here with my Grammy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just polished this yeah. Grammy. Yeah. Doesn't he have like a hot he's lady the, up there too yeah, or something? Yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. I got a hot lady. 
lady in a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> a hot lady in a Grammy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be the song that wins us a Grammy for Yachtly Crew. I got a hot lady in a Grammy. <laughs> and my name is plugins. Jeff Colheady. <laughs> this time of year, all the That's gonna be the song that wins us the Grammy. I'm Got a hot lady and a Grammy. And a Grammy. <laughs> that's not a Grammy. That's my wife. Hey. <laughs> and she's not that old. <laughs> that's I say good. she's a Grammy. It's like, it's like a double. It's a double joking one. I love it. That's not a Grammy. That's my wife. <laughs> she's only eighty-five. How dare you insult her age? <laughs> she's not my Grammy. <laughs> I mean, it gets really crazy. I love it. I love it. It's so many, so many, like, mysteries wrapped up in one. One? I would yeah. say more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least five. And now if, like... Yes, five. Now you're talking. It's multi-dimensional. Now you're talking. Why stop there? Why not go five? Why not go five? Oh, why not go five? Oh, why not go five? Why not go six? So, how many students would you say would be willing to learn the Careless Whispers song? On their chosen violin players that learn it. Because you have violin players, cello players, trumpet players, trumpet players, players clarinet players, players. clarinet, harp. Any harps? No harps in my band. What what kind of what kind of uh, instruments do you have? It just that was it. It's just trombone. I got trombone and six trumpets, two trombones. Nine so you can have a really powerful, really powerful thing. Could you imagine if you play students who are up sitting in the bleacher or, or whatever? Oh, I did that along last Christmas. It, so everything is coming through from We everywhere. did Amazing Grace and I had did trumpet, you? I had two trumpet players on, on the front oh corner Oh my of the God, room. dude, no way. You orchestrated the that? They all played Amazing Grace and they, uh, at the end... Dude, they, that must have uh, been powerful. Playing like... Uh, it was just the trumpets at the beginning and then oh just God, the trumpets at the end. Powerful. And it was like they had echoes going on. The other end of the room. Da, da. It was like this big round oh, that man. they did. It was oh, beautiful. Man. Yeah. So they each took turns? Yeah. It was like stirring it. With stirring it. The whole orchestra backing them. So it wasn't just four trumpets, it was like four trumpets. The whole, and that was hard to conduct because I had to like. Everybody sees me from a different angle. Whoa, dude! I need to do like a like a sh- Whoa, Shiva, dude. Shiva, or who, what's that god that has like eight oh, arms? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's like Shiva, yeah. yeah. I should have been we able to put you in front of a green screen. If I so could, yeah. If I could have uh, conjured that up, then I could have. Con- it would have been easier for me to do. Guess what? Next year, I'm making a prediction. You're going to be a hologram. Oh wow! We can see GI in those extra arms for you, man. Not too far from what could be the truth, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. I know what you're saying. We're gonna have virtual reality Yachtly Crew concerts. I'm already predicting. Yes, VR is VR, the new baby. VR baby.
YRR. Now imagine this. Pauly Shores has a camera, 3D camera, sits atop his hat during the whole show. During the whole show, people can actually tune in through VR and be up there at the top of your hat in your perspective. And dude, they get to look around, man. They get to see you disappearing. They get to see you looking around. They get to see you going up into the crazy up into the balconies, dude. They get. Oh, could you imagine how crazy that would be? Heck, maybe there's a little tiny uh, uh, camera that you got on on the end of your uh, saxophone. Oh yeah. So people are like, "Whoa, be his saxophone." Could you imagine? So you're like, "What?" And you're like, "You become." Oh my god, dude. We get sponsorship from GoPro. Could you imagine how crazy that would be, dude? Damn! Damn, Polly. Ladies and gentlemen, Polly Shores. Inspirado Projecto. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Inspirado Projecto. And I want you to go on a journey with me as I take a whiff. Mmm, this flower. On this on this bush here, what's so crazy is it just recently rained. So there's this like wonderful moisture. Wonderful moisture on this on this uh, flower. Isn't it crazy? So we have we actually have a kinship with with uh, Mother Nature, with plants. With animals. It's funny because here I am. Here's the flora. There's the fauna. Okay, so here I'm near the flora. And right as that's going on, the fauna comes running past. What's the fauna? Well, a young couple. They're two sort of largish dogs. Here we are. Uh, let me set Let me set the stage for you. Let me set the stage for you. We're out here by the, uh, by the marina. I would call it the marina. The harbor. The harbor. It's the harbor. And uh, there's some extraordinary reflections happening on the water here. It's beautiful. There are these boats all over the place with their flagpoles. <laughs> their uh, sail poles going... And they're all over the place, all over the place. What's interesting is, who knows who lives here? How about this? How about this idea for a show? Okay, include me on this. We call this the harbor. If, it's, if there's already a movie out there or something called the harbor, that's fine. But call this the harbor, and it's about all the people who live in the boats in the harbor. We see a lot of these beautiful shots of the, um, of the uh, stuff... Uh, of the reflections in the water. I mean, it's a brilliant sight. I got. I got to record this. Okay, I got to record this. If I try to record this while I'm talking to you, it's just not going to work. So I got to video record this. However, I'll talk to you more later. Thanks for sticking around. So, uh, yesterday at the warehouse restaurant. For the Atlee Crew gig. That was really cool. Sometimes we do these corporate gigs, these private gigs, and it takes a little bit of a little bit of effort to uh, stir it up to get people uh, to get people rocking and rolling, to get them deciding to be 
uh, loose enough with each other to just go ahead and dance, not worry about it. Today is the fifth. I'll be substitute teaching some improv today for my buddy Darren's after school class. He sent me the lesson plan earlier, so I gotta look through that. Some of that stuff is just good reminders. Just just good reminders. When you look at some of these improv games, um it it, it it gets to the root of what's going on with human human behavior. Jamie Lee Wise, I remember he once said, this is back during Columbia College, I remember he said something to the effect of, if, if we burned all the philosophy books out there in the world and all we had left was um, acting books, he said that, that would probably do us much, you know, a, a much greater service, so to speak, because the acting books are focusing on the human behavior aspects and also just the, the roots of what makes people um, interact with, with others. It, 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 it's the root of just how it all how it all unfolds. And these improv games, uh, this one, for today, we're going to be teaching the kids about the big four emotions. The big four emotions. That is happy, sad, happy, sad, angry, happy, Sad, angry, and scared. Yeah, scared. So the idea is that um, emotions like happy or sad, you're you have a very loose body. There's no tension in your body. When you're scared. Or angry, you've got tension in your body. And it's just being aware of that. When you're acting, how do you show those emotions in your face, in your body, your feet, your chest? Uh, how, do you, how do you be aware of those things? How do you physicalize it? How do you vocalize it? So... Those are going to be some of the elements they're going to be teaching the kids today. They're going to do some exercises with that. Just walking around. They're going to walk around among themselves. Just walking, walking, walking. Being aware of each other's space. Walking, walking, walking. And then tuning into specific parts of their body. Okay, how do your feet feel? I want you to feel angry in your feet. Feel the anger in your feet. How does that feel? Feel the anger in your legs. Ooh. Feel the anger in your legs. Feel the anger in your torso, your belly. Oh, I'm so angry. Feel the anger, the anger in your back, in your chest. How do you, how do you physicalize that? Your face. What does that feel like? What does that feel like? That anger in your face. 
How does your face look? How does your, how do, what are you doing with your arms? So, and then, okay, let that go. Let that go. Now feel happy. Feel happy in your feet. What does that feel like? Feel the happy in your feet. Feel the happy in your back. Feel the happy in your face. How does that feel? Feel the uh, happy in your, your back, your arms. How do you physicalize that? How do you physicalize that? So it's interesting when you really think about that. Since actors can turn on emotions... Uh, that will, I mean, that's just, those are people who figured out how to tune into their emotions. So it's interesting you see a lot of sad actors knowing that they can turn on their emotions at any time. Why not turn on your emotion to happy? Abraham Hicks talks about getting happy first and then, you know, utilizing the law of attraction, manifesting what you want. But get happy first. Look at this. As I'm walking, I found a penny on the ground. That's a sign of abundance. I'm a money magnet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a money magnet. Thank you. That's my song that I sing whenever I find any sort of money on the ground. doesn't matter what size it is. It's a, it's a reminder to me that I am a money magnet. All right, we're going to um, start our plight through the... Um, grocery stores now so we'll talk to you more later as I will need both of my both of my hands and all my tentacles for this for this job so are you enjoying your Moscow mule I am it's delicious what's the Moscow mule made with uh, vodka, ginger beer, and I think that's about it. Maybe lime. What do you like? What do you like most about the Moscow Mule? The ginger beer. I like ginger. Now, how was your day at work today? Pet, uh, pet walking. It was good. Um, went to Marina Del Rey, walked some dogs around there. How many dogs? Um, three, two at one house and then one at another. And that was, so that's three dogs throughout the whole day? No, just around Marina Del Rey. I walked more earlier in the day. How many total in the day total? I don't even know. Um, maybe six. Where were all the locations? Uh, Culver City, Santa Monica, Marina Del Rey. Oh my God, you were all over the place. Are all the keys where they need to be in these, I hear the, you're, what are you talking about, the lock boxes? Yeah, they were all where they needed to be, luckily. What, what is that really exactly? To anyone who doesn't know. Um, you mean like up, up the key situation or? Yeah, the key situation. What's that like for the pet? For the dog walker, what's that about? Uh, every person has a lockbox, and they have their key that opens either their apartment door or their house door, and you have to put a code in, and each code is different for every house. 
Um, so you put the code in and then it unlocks the box and it opens and then you get the key out. So every single house has a different uh, code? Yeah, they all have their own codes. And then do sometimes they have a, a whole separate key to open it? Um, or is it always a code? No, it's just a code. It's just numbers that you put in. And then, and then it opens up and then you take the key out. So they tell the company what the heck the code is so then you know to get the key and then to go in there and get their dogs? Yeah, we have like a profile on every dog. So it'll say like their name, what kind of dog they are, what kind of walker they are, if they're not good with, you know, other dogs, if they're not good with kids, so you know when you're walking them, like how they're going to be. And then um, and it'll show us, it'll tell us like where the key is located, like where the lockbox is located and that kind of thing. So how far on average do you walk a dog? Um, there's speaking of dogs, there's a short little I think he's a pit bull or like a pit oh bull mix. God. He's so cute. There is. It's a short, short and stout little guy. It's incredible. Um It varies. Um usually the walks are anywhere from like fifteen minutes to an hour. Just depends on what the owner wants. So you just walk around the neighborhood and just I set my timer and I've learned like the neighborhood so I know like how long it takes me to get from one area to the next and when I need to turn back and that kind of thing. How many famous people have you walked the dogs of? <laughs> None with this job. With with the other job in West Hollywood there was a lot of people but I don't think my new boss has has any big time clients that I know of. Who are some of the clients that were uh, celebrities that you walked their dogs of? Uh, Gerard Butler. Some of them were like, um, you know, like writers and directors. And there was a guy that worked for Netflix that was like, I think, a, a writer on Netflix or something like that. Um, Christina Aguilera had two dogs that stayed with my um, with my boss. I don't think we ever walked them, though. Um, who else? Oh, Gerard Butler's girlfriend. So then we'd always find out the gossip between them, like when they were breaking up and like when they were back together and things like that. Um, Writer of Entourage. Yeah, I dog sat for her a couple times. She has two really sweet labs. She has a nice little house in West Hollywood. And you're a big fan of the show? Yeah, I used to love Entourage. So I got curious because I, I would get curious about these people and I was, I'd be like, oh, I wonder who this person is, you know? And then I'd Google them and I'd be like, whoa, like this person's a writer on this show or this person's a director or like a, you know, wardrobe stylist or whatever. So it's pretty interesting. Was that astonishing to real come to that realization that you're a big fan of the show and then here you are... Yeah. Many days in the future, like walking yeah, someone who's associated with it, their dog. I, I dog sat for her, so I slept over in her house too. It's crazy. She's a really nice lady. Yeah. Uh, who are some of the? Wasn't there a comedian or what? Who are some of the other people? Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I think there was some Saturday Night Live guy or some sort of like there was like some kind of ah, who was he? There's some hard guy because a lot of them we didn't. I mean, most of the time we didn't even see the owners. Oh. You know, it would be like a live-in 
uh, a lot of them had like live-in, you know, either like a nanny or a housekeeper that was always there. So you just go to the door and the housekeeper would just open the door and you'd go in and grab the dog and then leave. So. Um, oh, uh, Olivia Wilde and um, what's her husband's name now? Can't think of his name. Justin. Uh, I don't remember who the guy is that she's married to, but I met her, and I met her husband. He's an actor. They're both actors. They're super nice, down to earth. Um, met a lot of people at the vet too that come in. That I was just gonna out. say you met Amy Mann. Yeah, Shepherd Fairy, who I'm like. It's like it took everything to not be like take a picture and like get his you know autograph and everything. I was trying yeah. to just like play it cool, you know, because I was bringing his dog to him after surgery. Did you, you so talk to him? You actually talked to him? I just kind of told him like I love your work, you know, and like I don't want to like make a scene or anything. Were you, you were know? able to tell him? Like, yeah, and I've. What did he I've, say? Um, he was just like, oh, thank you, you know, like just like smiled. And, um, his wife would come in a lot, and she's super sweet and. Um, she usually comes in with a dog, so like, I was surprised when he came in. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> that was really. And you cool. recognized him? Yeah, I know what he looks like. Yeah, I love his his. Incredible. He's a street artist. Yeah, oh my he's God. yeah. Um, one of the actors on Big Bang Theory brought his dogs in. Um. A bunch of people, and it's like you think you're gonna be starstruck, but you're like they're just regular people bringing their animals into the vet, you know. And and then like you're like, should I say something? Because you like kind of want them to know that you recognize them and you appreciate their work and stuff. But then yeah. I know in the moment you kind of clam up and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, I'll be back with your dog in a minute, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the waiting temp. I'll be right back. <laughs> It's crazy because you get a whole another aspect of these people than anybody else out there in the world would ever, like, who'd ever, whoever knew that Shepherd Fairy even had animals. Yeah. Yeah. He has pugs. He's a big pug fan. And it was cute because he posted something on Instagram, like, a few months ago. His old pug named George had, like, his 10th birthday or something. I was like, I know George! Like, I've oh taken care of him. Oh like, God, you know? crazy. Yeah. So, and you also have their addresses and stuff. So there's been times where I'm like, I want to take the address down and just like go drive slowly by the house and creep, you know, like yeah, see where yeah. they live. Oh my God, that's incredible. I love it. I love it. Um, it's like, I know uh, on occasion you've told me that you've had, um, you know, the, the, the desire to basically you know kind of come up with your own um, animal sanctuary what I mean what what kind of animals do you think that you'd want to have there um, well it's cool because I went to that farm sanctuary they had like the celebration of the turkeys and um, it, it was really nice it was very clean and they had all kinds of animals. They had cows, sheep, goats, pigs, these huge pigs. I didn't realize how big they got. Um, what else? Um, I think that was it. How big was the animal sanctuary? How many acres? 
I have no idea. I, but each animal had its own little, you know, they had horses in one section, donkeys, like every animal had their little area. And some of it was open, and then they also had like enclosed an area, you know, kind of like a barn where they could go in and, you know, sleep if they wanted to or get away from the elements outside or whatever. And um, it was just awesome because they all had their own stories, you know, and they all had names and everything. And the, the employees would tell like a little background about each of them. And, you know, like this one got this was supposed to be a veal cow that was on its way to slaughter and we got a phone call and you know we went and got it and picked it oh up and, or you know this one was badly injured and we went and got it and um so it's awesome just to see how happy they are and free and just you know living their life how they're supposed to and by by being there at the animal sanctuary and seeing that in person did it kind of give you a better sort of like real uh, uh, visualization and realization into how you might want to uh, set up your own? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because all these places go off donations. So it's like you have to have money to put, you know, having large animals like that is a lot of money. You got to feed them, you know, you have to clean up after them. And then eventually you're going to need people to help you because you can't do everything on your own, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know where they start, you know, because they'd have to buy a place that has land or is already kind of set up in that way where it has a barn or something. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it, you know, and then, yeah, you have to have the money coming in, in or, which, which they make money from people coming to visit. You know, I think they charge, uh like a donation or whatever and then having events like that too people buy tickets for it so that helps and then they also have a gift store too like a little gift shop with all kinds of stuff so it's just nice to know there's places like that that exist you know there's people out there that are willing to take the time out to care for these animals and save them from shitty conditions and so where do you think uh, they get most of their money uh, to run these places? Um, just people donating money, them selling whatever stuff they have in the gift store, and whoever owns it, you know, he's putting his, his own money into it, too. So. It's interesting when I think about, like, all these, you know, billionaires that are out there, and it's like, okay, you got billions and billions of dollars. How cool would that be to just sit down and go, you know what? I'm going to save a whole bunch of animals for the rest of my life. And I'm just going to go ahead and just take care of these animal sanctuaries. Yeah. You know, just every year. That's what was nice about when we went to that gala, you know, and they had like celebrities there that were, you know, animal activists and donating their money and their time. And, yeah. Um, so I think that helps bring awareness too, you know, to the situation. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like these people that are millionaires. It's like, how about instead of buying another car, you know, like your seventh car, how about you like donate that money to an animal or a child or like someone or something that can't like really speak for themselves and that needs it, you know? And that's what's frustrating. Because then it's like, I'll sign up for one thing, and then I get all these, like, 
things in the mail, like, please donate to this and that. And it's like, it breaks my heart because it's like, I wish I could, you know? Like, I wish I could just give my money to every single animal shelter and sanctuary and... But, you know, I do what I can. Do you have a name for your animal sanctuary? No, not yet. That's something I've been thinking about. The Jenny Clendenin Society? <laughs> No, I don't know if Jenny Clendenin for Animals Society Humanity. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want my name in it. I think I'd want something like about compassion or like something like that incorporated in with it. I like it. You heard it here, folks. Keep your ears and eyes open um, for Jenny's upcoming sanctuary. Take care. And be good to your animals. An idea for a guitar riff, a uke riff. Da 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 da
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so so I just brought up we just brought up the Easy Rider reference about that where where Jack Nicholson comes out of the jail and he's like yik, yik, Indian Indian and he's like taking a sip of the whiskey right when he comes out of the jail because I think like maybe one of his family members was able to pay like a, a, a you know what are they, what do they call it like a, a bribe you know to get him out of the jail. So you said this is the uh, how how many times have you heard this this reference in the past few in days? The last forty eight hour period. I've heard Easy Rider referenced at least five times. Oh, my God. In I what mean, context? What was the first time? Uh, it was actually in Marina Del Rey with you. I think you mentioned it on Wednesday. So you heard it then, and then what happened? And then then I heard it again pop probably on the radio the next day or something. The TV. Some, and then when? And then... Uh, was there anyone at work talking about it? At least five. At least five. That's what I'm, I'm not trying to fudge the numbers or anything, but I'm, no, it's at least. I mean, I feel like you're kind of accusatory. No, 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 I'm no, trying no, to like keep the straight no, face. Not, like, no, I'm not accusing you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm like that, I'm astonished. Exact, I don't remember the exact um, locales. It, it it should be though. Like it's such. I'm not, it's such a I'm not grilling you in terms of like <laughs> are you telling the truth, but I'm honestly interested in like because no, if we I'm could pinpoint to, those things and think about the people we were talking with at that time, maybe there are even more gold nuggets to discover within that conversation yes. that we just didn't even realize. Yes, I just went off on the humor tangent there, and it ended but up I love funny. it. No, it, it wasn't was funny at all. No, it was good. The at home viewers loved it. That's why they listen. Hey, any questions? Any questions? Oh, you were on your phone. You, I couldn't see you. So now, uh, have you ever seen that movie? Um, uh, Easy Rider? Rider? No. I thought that's what we were just talking about. Oh, Wait, right. So the listeners ever actually did the see it. The haven't heard that part of the story. That's right. Right. You, yes. Okay. We, now that's something I didn't know about until right. Never seen, no, I've never seen Easy oh Rider. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Right. It's a, it's a good movie to watch, just uninterrupted. Oh, hey. Yes. Speaking of Have you seen Easy Rider? Yeah, uh, Philly's a motorcyclist. 1998. But you, you did see Easy Rider. Seen it then. Yeah. So is it inspire you in any way to get your motorcycle? No, it didn't inspire did me. Did you see 1988? Were you like two years old then? 1998. Oh, 98. You were 12 years old. I would have been seven years old in 1988. <laughs> so, for the listeners at home, Philly Ocean is the baby of the band. And did you know that? Actually, Tommy's younger than me, technically. Oh, he's got an old soul. Do you know who Peter O'Donohue is? Mm-mm. He helped put together National Lampoon magazine. Oh. And he wrote an easy writer too called Biker Heaven or something that he was trying to get off the ground with oh, yeah. with the guys. So I'm curious like what that might have been like. Is in the movie you know, it's quite a, it's quite an interesting story. You got to check it out. Well, I'm Easy Rider is notorious for having inspired a generation of riders. It was like the one basically it was like the first biker movie yeah. out there and it brought about this biker culture. In the United States. What was first, uh, Easy Rider or Sturgis? I don't know. Maybe it inspired Sturgis. Maybe they have screenings there at Sturgis. Of uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, there's I would, just that freedom aspect, that idea of like just being free on the motorcycle, just going going across, you know, like going across the way. Chris is here up in 
the crow's nest. The oh, it's the Chris nest. Some call it the crow's nest. I call it the Chris nest. Rob's driving by. Oh boy. And with that, my advice to you is go see uh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider, go see it. Uh, I'm hearing these people talk about Jumbo's Clown Room. I think it'd be fun to do a documentary about it. Note to self, do a documentary about Jumbo's Clown Room. Have you ever been to Jumbo's Clown Room? Some people have in this town. Do a doc. Probably the best. Really? Topless. Well, they didn't. They wasn't. Like a freak it, show it, it wasn't even topless. It was. Uh, they had pasties on because they served hard liquor. That's why everybody liked it. And the girls there were super friendly. I keep hearing all kinds of legends about this Jumbo's Clown Room, so maybe it's time for us to do a documentary about it. Note to self.